So, just a quick update for me. I'm really enjoying making these podcast episodes. Uh, the technical side can be a little frustrating, but I think I'm I'm moving towards having a workflow. But the part where I get to sit down with these cool people, these cool creative people, is the shit. And um, this episode, I talk with my cousin Maya Martinez. And if you're Mexican and you don't have a Martinez in your family, let me know because I feel like that's pretty rare. Um, I don't know, maybe it's not so rare, but that being said, I hadn't talked to her in years um, when she went to college and, and when I moved to Houston for my job, you know, just being in the same place at the same time was just just never happened and I, I'm just not so good at reaching out and catching up with family you know that's that's something I gotta work on but nonetheless I saw that she recently graduated and I told her that we should catch up sometime and I was starting this podcast so I figured why not record it and make an episode of it so it was cool to catch up and and hang out with her for for a couple hours and i definitely want to do it again um but uh, we talk a little bit about our background and our family and we come from from a family of pretty strong-headed people and um i think that was definitely you know passed on to her and that's and i think i thought that was really cool um the way that she responded to the questions and just the way she operated reminds me a lot of my uncle and my aunt, her dad, and her mom. And her dad, her dad is my mom's brother. Um, her parents played a pretty big role in my upbringing, whether it was just as you know role models or during my parents' d- divorce, they played a a, uh, a larger role. And then we talk about our grandma. Our grandma's a really big personality really a giant figure in our immediate family and we refer to her as mom and that's really a, just a title only and our respective mothers have their own titles um you know it could be my mom mommy mama and the one syllable makes it clear who we're talking about, whether it's our mom or mom. My mom, mom. Mother, grandmother. So mom is mom. She's my mom's mom. If I said grandma or abuelita, that's my dad's mom. Anyway, really impressed by her story. She worked really hard in graduating um, and getting that going through art school and it's a pretty cool story um and and really impressed just just her confidence in herself um and and knowing herself at a young age to to realize that a technical route was not the right choice she was you know she was talking about 
going to med school when she was younger and she decided that wasn't for her and you know that's really cool um anyway without further ado maya martinez artist sculptor and my cousin enjoy cool so maya thank you for joining me on my brand new podcast um why don't you introduce yourself real quick sure um name is maya martinez um i'm an artist i just graduated school uh at heron in indianapolis just this month it was really exciting i did ceramics and sculpture um i didn't i didn't think i was gonna originally go to school for art but i kind of stuck with it thought i was gonna draw but i changed my mind and now i'm here yeah nice nice so obviously me and you know this but uh people uh would not that that are listening but we are uh of the same bloodline we are uh cousins yeah we're related so so we we uh inherited some kind of creative gene you think Mm -hmm. i think so like my dad he draws um my mom thinks she can paint, so that's something, you know, that counts. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about your mom, that she that she paints. And I honestly didn't know your dad drew at all. Yeah, he draws a little. And then my mom was taking, like, these, uh, they were honestly probably, like, those wine and paint classes. But what she paints, I'm like, what is going on? And it's like like a morphine elephant into a galaxy scene. And I'm like, okay, I see the creativity. <laughs> Yo, that's that sounds kinda dope though. That's like Yeah. They're uh, they're nice. I like them. Hell yeah. Um sorry, there's some noise in the background, but yeah, that's funny. So I guess going a little bit in, more into your background, um, where where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Gary, Indiana, my entire life. You know, right by you guys in Hammond. Um, went to school. I went to school in Hammond for a while, and then went to school in Gary for a while, and then went to school in Maryville for high school. So I feel like my parents liked me to be more so in Catholic school and private school. Then they preferred, then for a while I was in public school, like in the Gary school system for just like, I guess five years. So it wasn't very long, but that's probably where I had like most of my friends, most of my like creative open mindset develop versus being in private school with a bunch of white people. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and and drain right out in maryville that's that's mm-hmm. where you went yeah mm-hmm. that was that was like a that was pretty fancy school in our area really i mean I, we considered it so like hobert's hobert's like that's the city i'm from hobert it's not bad it's like pretty mm-hmm. nice but it it's like they're all kind of like halfway country people so they yeah. They see like private school people and it's like, oh, that's the fancy school, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
it's, I mean, that's it's still a good place to go, I'm sure, right? Um, I feel like the education was okay. I feel like I could have got it at public school. Um, and the people, you know, who cares? <laughs> I could have got that from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, yeah. So you're... Your uncle, I mean, my uncle, your dad, mm-hmm. is uh, my my mom's brother, mm-hmm. and uh, your mom, and then you grew up with what one sister, so the family was of four, right? Yeah, for the most part, I I only briefly remember being in the house with my older brother since they were way older. Um, my yeah. oldest brother was already out the house, and then my second, like my youngest brother he was I don't even know how old he was when I was a kid so he was only there for probably the first maybe six years of my life I I really don't remember him being there at all so it really was just us four most of the time yeah I forgot you know I forgot honestly because he was he would come around Jameer right it's the younger Mm -hmm. one he would come come around to some family things but after after a couple of years, he was, as far as my memory goes, he was out. He was out. Mm-hmm. He bounces around a lot. I think right now he's in Texas, from what I've heard. Nice. What does he do now? Um, I don't know actually. I don't know. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you what either of my brothers do. Oh, okay. So they're they're not they don't keep in touch that much. Not often. Um, I would I would, think that a lot of times me and my siblings are a lot more strange than what we like to think we are. Um, so we don't really communicate a whole bunch. But my, I like closest to my sister, but even then, we don't talk all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? How was, I mean, describe you like your, your family dynamic, I guess, a little bit. Um, I would say for me, it was very quiet and by myself most of the time like I was I was the youngest so I usually I tend to just listen to my parents when they're like no you can't do that no you can't do that so I was just always always in my room like doing nothing I don't recall watching a whole lot of tv when I was a kid I just feel like I just would sit in my room and probably just go to sleep at some point and then I don't know and my sister was the more like wants to be popular girl and oh it's lame to hang out with your little sister so I didn't really talk to her much either and dad's always at work mom's always at work and I'm just like I'm just chilling I'm like I like to be at school because it's the only time I get to talk to people so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah your parents work you know worked really hard Mm -hmm. and um you know growing up your dad was a was a huge role model for me and your parents are still to me role models in the example that they've said as far as like being together for so long and they're mm-hmm. they're just like strong confident people how how yeah. was it growing up with them i yes they are like that on the outside and even on the inside a lot of times they were these strong people who never let their guards down 
Um, and sometimes I thought maybe that's where the rift was, is I can't see that uh, sympathetic side of my parents a lot of times. I'm seeing the tough parents who are like preparing me for life. Like, you got to be strong, so I'm not going to be weak on you because this is how it's going to be. And as a kid, you're like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I want a hug or something, you know? So it was kind of weird, but now as I'm older and I think about those things, I'm like, I understand why they did the things that they did. And even now, I see more as a full range of emotion from them, um, which is interesting. It's still something I think about a lot. I'm like, the first 18 years of my life, I'm like, I never seen so many emotions from you people. And I'm like, now it's everywhere. And I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they were both... They were both military, right? I mean, I, I didn't, your mom's military as well as your dad, right? Um, just my dad was, just my dad. Oh. Um, he, I think he was in the Marines for, I think it was only four or five years. And he did the tour of Iraq and was in Desert Storm. Um, and that plays a huge role into why he is who he is now. Um, him struggling with his mental illnesses because of that and just, everything from that and I don't know I I think about it a lot of times too because I'm just like man that's crazy I could never I just want to go back in time and like tell him don't go because I'm just like god this seems awful but yeah that, that really made him that's really a huge chunk of his life that made him who he is and how he responds to things now yeah, geez, yeah, I bet. And it sounds, I mean, maybe he's worked through some stuff, but he's never, I mean, it sounds like he, like being more emotional now, it sounds like he's maybe worked through some of those things over time. But it did seem like he was always closed off on that topic, and I could only imagine why. And I never knew that he had, uh, he was working through mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, and you don't have to talk about that, but uh, if you don't want to, but I guess for me, I've never, I never knew that. Yeah. He's, he's just so funny. Like he's so funny and silly and likes to be a happy kind of person. So it, it makes sense why it's like, you rarely get to see those moments. And like I was saying, like, I didn't see those moments until these past like two, three years of my life. Um, so I'm like still trying to work even through that. I'm just like, oh gosh, this is a lot. And it, same with my mom. Like she was with him after the military, but still, like she's been, she's known him way longer than I've known him, and on that emotional level too. So her opening up about the things that she's experienced too. I'm just like, oh gosh, getting to know people. How crazy. <laughs> yes yeah, i mean you, you you never think about it but you never you you first off you kind of never know your parents like really really because you don't know them before you're born and then at the same time you f we forget as kids that they're also growing into something else as we're growing into ourselves yeah. um and it, it's like oh shit like they're we're all human like they're humans they're not the superheroes i built them up to be 
Literally, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, because my parents, they were, while they weren't the talkative type, they were definitely the ones who wanted to spoil and, like, make sure you got everything that you wanted and you were always comfortable. Um, so I never was, like, I feel like that was when I was more selfish when I was a kid, and I'm just like, I don't understand why you can't do these things for me. You're my mom. You're my dad you do this. And now I'm just like, good. Good thing I'm not a kid anymore. God, I'm so terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you, all kids are like that. You, they, they, yeah. they don't, they, they're kind of built that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so your parents worked so much and, you know, they're, like I said, a, a pretty, they're pretty big figures in our family. Um, but what I remember is since they were working so much, you had to spend a lot of time with our grandma, who we Mm -hmm. called mom. And so how was that growing up? Um, I definitely, it's weird trying to think about all the time I spent over there. Like I just remember going there after school and them always picking me up from school and then, we would always drink chocolate milk and then have either soup or pasta and then go upstairs and watch TV. And I just remember doing that like every day, five days a week. And now I'm just like, oh gosh, I just know when I go to my grandparents' house, they're going to want me to eat food all day. And I'm just like, I can't. I'm so, I'm like, I can't eat all this food. I'm just like, <laughs> so now I'm just like, thinking about it i'm like wow i've i've lived a long life god i feel old <laughs> whenever <laughs> i think about it <laughs> oh man how how old are you by the way 22 22 oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> you're so young oh my god that's awesome <laughs> no i mean 22 22 yeah, thinking back to 22, obviously, I don't feel like a lot older, but I like in those years that have passed, mm-hmm. it, it feels like a lot of time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as so you did, did you inherit like, did you get to know mom a lot? Because I like personally, there's a there's a language barrier between me and mom, and I did. I always just saw, you know, she was always mm-hmm. kind of like a figure, like almost like a, you know, she's like the matriarch of our family is effectively what it is. So it was, it wasn't so much on a personal level. Did you ever get to know her on a personal level? Yes. Or what? I would say yes and no. Like, I feel like I know things about mom. Like she taught me how to sew. She taught me how to use all the machines. She, we would make tortillas together like we we would do things together and like talk a little bit but I feel like it's more so in the past four years where I've done my most learning between my grandparents and language is definitely a barrier since I don't fluently speak Spanish at all but it's almost like a give and take like whatever they don't know in English I say it in English, whatever I don't know in Spanish, they'll show me what it is in Spanish. So it's kind of like this back and forth. And 
I think it's working. Like, I don't know, learning that Pop was a welder and he said he was going to show me how to weld and learning like all these things that mom used to do when she was younger. I'm like, I feel like now is when I'm doing my most learning. Um, probably because I listen more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get, you like, just going back and visiting or is it like you call them and, t- and chat with them every once in a while? Uh, going back and visiting mostly. Um, I usually try to call mom and my other grandma. Usually I'm not really that much, probably once every other month. Do I call them? Cause I usually go home like once a month. So I usually go and see both of them. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. And so for people listening, um, you know, our grandma the, the, that we're talking about is, uh, is Mexican. That's your Mexican side of this family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are, you are mixed. And so you have Mexican and black mm-hmm. uh, sides of your family. So how, how was that experience? Um, I would say within the family, it wasn't challenging at all. I feel like both sides of our family got along really well. Um, But in school, that's when I would experience this rift of like people wanting me to choose sides, people wanting me to choose my identity, Um, which is, it was interesting because I always grew up talking and hanging out with both sides of my family all the time. Um, Cause both sides of my family are huge. Both sides, we both have a lot of cousins. I both have several aunts and uncles. I'm like both sides, I have a lot of people to talk to. And being in school, it was always like, oh, you're not Mexican, you're black. Oh, you're not black, you're Mexican. Oh, you're not, you're white, you're Middle Eastern. And I'm like, okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting far off off the mark here um, so yeah it, it was always i feel like as a child it was always something and always somebody having to be like you don't belong you know and to me now when i think about it i'm like it it's sort of a minor issue on the grand scheme of things when i think about all the privileges i have being light-skinned and being a woman of color but colorism works in my favor and it's just like all these privileges I already naturally have so I'm like the issues that of me feeling like oh I don't belong oh nobody like thinks I am with them I'm just like it is an issue but I can put that on the back burner for things that are actually very serious and then until those get solved then maybe we can revisit you know (laughs) So, <laughs> yeah, and so you when you say very serious, you're thinking you're saying in the grand scheme of things from the like national global perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even because even in America, I don't. There are several issues that I find worse than oh feeling like oh black people are saying I'm not black and they're saying that I don't belong. Like it's like okay, I know I'm black. Okay, I don't need your approval. So let's skip over that and try to fix all these other issues like police brutality, like incarceration, like 
just day-to-day racism, like all these other things that people deal with on a daily basis. And that goes the same for me being Hispanic, me being Mexican, is here are these issues with immigration, with the laws that we have now, with everything. So I'm like, let's think about those. I can let go of my little grudge, you know. I might have a pity party or something, but that's okay, you know. <laughs> oh man no i mean like you're i i definitely sympathize like it's we like we did like we did grow up with with a certain level of uh a certain level of uh a privilege right mm-hmm. um and and obviously i have no insight as to what it is to be black in america but um but as far as like being accepted into certain cultures, I think that's so great that you were able to like, to just, all right, I'm, that's not that important. And, and I'm pretty, mm-hmm. like, you seem so confident in yourself right now that you're talking mm-hmm. and that's really cool. Um, because when people are dealing with those things, it can be the biggest thing that they're dealing with, even though yeah. like the world like you say, like in relation to the world's problems, of course, it's going to be tiny, but like everything that the worst thing that's happened to you is still the worst thing that's that you've ever experienced. So, mm-hmm. um, but as far as, I mean, that perspective, I think that's really cool. Um, but at the same time, it's not, um, it's not unfounded. And I, I wouldn't like, I, I deal with stuff like that, you know, like not Mexican enough for the Mexicans and not American enough for the Americans. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like everyone has this, an issue, like some kind of way, like some kind of situation like that. Yeah. Um, but growing up in Gary, did you ever have, did you ever see that firsthand as far as, uh, you know, police brutality and et cetera? Um, in Gary, no, not really. Um, this could just be the area in which I grew up in, which is closer to the beach I lived in. I grew up in Miller, um, so I wasn't really, honestly, I didn't, I can't recall ever seeing too much going on where I was from, but this could also be that I was always just in the house or at school. Like, I was not allowed to go out and walk around and play. Like, I was not allowed to go walk down to McDonald's and go get food with friends. I was not, no. Even if it's a five-minute walk, it's like, no, I was not allowed to do that. And a lot of times, the people I was friends with, it was not like how my parents were when they were growing up in the 80s, where everybody you went to school with all lived in the same block. Most of my friends, we were scattered all over the place. I'm like, we would have to drive to go see each other anyways. So uh, most of my time was spent in the house. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of my knowledge and learning things about police brutality are coming from media, are coming from TV and just hearing about it through friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people talk about, did you ever get like the talk? Like people talk about the talk about police. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you? I, I, I didn't. I didn't. If I did, I don't remember it. I don't. No, I didn't. I feel like I got the talk about how people would look at me um, and just dealing with 
like more of the talk about colorism and mm. the talk about being a woman. Like I've gotten those talks, but not about police brutality, no. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I feel like my mom had my mom's like very similar to your dad and like not that she she wanted to prepare me for things us for things and but she was she's like scared of everything like her her approach is like being scared and so i remember her like not like having a sit down but like listen to the police or they're gonna shoot you and i'm just like that's kind of not what they're supposed to do but like like it was it's interesting that she she always like you know communicated about the police like that and i never made a big deal of it so i didn't really understand the concept Mm -hmm. of like police brutality as an actual like glow like national issue i just thought that's how police Mm -hmm. i should be afraid of police like so when i started you know like similar to you a lot of my education came through the media yeah um i can remember as a kid like my parents watching like cops and those other police shows and just being like see they're really violent and you see that they get really violent when you don't listen to them so you just gotta listen to them you just gotta do everything they say yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am like that's it, period. I'm just like, now if I ever see an episode of that show, I'm just like, this is unnecessary. This is so <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that makes sense. I mean, it just, it, 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 it sounds like it wasn't like a talk. It was just like the mm-hmm. way they talked about it. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. That's pretty crazy. And so, you know, being, I guess bringing it back a little bit to to being kind of like um, kind of like an isolated personality or just, you know, kind of being with yourself a lot. Is that kind of where you first discovered like that you were creative or when was when did you realize that you like to make art or draw or whatever? Um, I think I I think I always knew like I remember in kindergarten we had this little competition of you would draw, we try to redraw a page from a storybook. And I would usually win those because of my drawing. And I would draw at home and stuff. And um, I would, that was my thing is like, I always thought I would draw. Um, and then at some point I was like, man, I actually suck at drawing. Why do people keep telling me I'm good at this? <laughs> so I'm just like, I switched to something else and I'm like, still in the art world, but I'm just like, no, not, not drawing. I think in high school is when I got more into ceramics because we actually had ceramic classes and people would pay me to do their projects where I'm like, make the shoe that's out of clay, make this out of clay. People would pay me to just make it for them. And I tend to be the kind of person who can do things in like two minutes where other people, it'll take them an hour. So I'm just like, here, finish that, finish like five of them and mine in one class period. So I I think that's where I kind of found my footing because I was, I'm definitely, I don't know. I feel like, the way I hear about how my parents were in school and how they were when they were young, I think I'm almost like a perfect mix of both of them. 
where they're both just kind of class clowny. Like, so I was also just like the silly one all the time too, just extrovert at school, introvert at home type deal. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I I had always kind of seen you as an introvert, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that you had that extrovert side of you at, at school. Yeah. Um, so do you did you did you and your friend group were they like were they creative too, or is it just like mixed match? No. I I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't. I think when I think about how I was in school, I definitely hung out with any and everybody. I don't think I was ever mean to people. I don't think somebody, you know, could say like, no, you bullied me. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. But <laughs> when I think about school, I'm like, I don't think I bullied anybody. And I think I talked to everybody. I think I was nice to everybody. And depending on what year it was i feel like my friend main friend group always changed usually usually it tended to be like the popular girls who just like to talk crap about people because i don't know i like that kind of stuff it's funny to me (laughs) (laughs) oh that's that's pretty cool yeah i that's do you think that came from uh hanging out with milagro so much um I don't know. And honestly, sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, because I feel like when I was a kid, my sister was pretty mean to me. And so something made me attracted to like meaner kind of females who were just like had so much attitude. I don't know. Something in me was just like, because it's almost like I want to be that. Uh, when I was younger, I definitely did not like go back and forth with people. I would be more apologetic and like meek and like not trying to get in anybody's way and then I would see these girls who are just like no you're not gonna do that no I'm not gonna do this no and I'm just like wow I want to be like you (laughs) I I feel like I hung out with people who were like that just because I'm like gosh I love this energy (laughs) I need it in my own life (laughs) no I feel you and that that eventually for me translated as well I mean but you think about it I mean well, first of all, you like like I said, your parents are you know super strong, and you and and uh, like think about the women around us. Like mom, mm-hmm. she didn't take no shit. Like yeah. the Alala, she didn't take shit. Like little mm-hmm. Laura, uh, my mom was the probably the 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 meekest one as far as like the women yeah. in our family. And uh, but but yeah, like I. You've only met my girlfriend a couple of times, right? Yeah, just a few. Yeah. Okay, but she's she's a tough chick too. So like, <laughs> I think <laughs> I can see how that that happens. Yeah, I think I think a lot of Theonano rubbed off on me. I was like, I think a lot of her is inside of me because that's how I was when I was a kid. I'm just like, hey, I don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the, she's definitely as far like an outlier as far as the the women in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, like seeing the dynamics of like women in in our Mexican family. Have you ever reflected on on that or like? Mm-hmm. No, I not really. There's only a few instances that I can think of where I really see the way 
the women on my dad's side of the family are compared to my mom's side of the family, which I don't know. I wouldn't even say there's really that big of a difference. I feel like the dynamics are how you see it in TV, cooking, cleaning, and talking shit. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always wondered, like, the dynamics, but I guess in general, like, the the United States is kind of patriarchal. So mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, the Mexican-American family and then the Black-American family, I guess patriarchal with the matriarch that's an actual, the yeah. actual running shit. Like <laughs> I, I feel like that's how it always is. It's like, on TV, on the screen, in the media, it's the men who are running things. But in actuality, it's like women who are doing everything. That's how, even in just my own home, I'm like, my mom took care of everything. My mom paid the bills. My mom organized everything. My mom knew what everything was. My mom was the one signing documents, filling out paperwork. My dad just had to go to work and bring home the check. And then my mom (laughs) did everything else. So I, I feel like that's how it is for most families. It's probably like the mom does like everything. Yeah, that's like the facade patriarch, right? It's his, he gets his opinion in at the end, kind of deal, right? And even yeah. sometimes that that gets like kicked out. Yeah, it's kind of like, mm, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Uh, so, so I guess you know you growing up uh, in you know. In Gary, Indiana, it's mm-hmm. it's besides I mean besides all the other things it's known for, it's it's known as like a blue collar, you know, steel mills working mm-hmm. area. I definitely got a lot of that programming. When did you realize that you were going to take a creative route as opposed to what seems to be pushed on us, like science, technology, yeah, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um. I think it was when I tried to take AP Bio and I was failing from the first week. And I was like, I'm not even that smart. Why am I trying to go to med school? I'm like, I was broke. <laughs> so I was like, I should do something I actually really enjoy. I'm like, God, imagine me failing like my first semester and I'm going to start over, do more than four years. That will suck. I'm like, no, I'll just go to art school. <laughs> Make my straight A's. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is where I belong. <laughs> that's the, that's really early. So a- AP bio, that's got to be like, what, senior, junior year? Yeah. That was, I think that was senior year, like first semester senior year. And I came in and we had like a test the first week. We were supposed to be reading the book over the summer. And I was like, Oh my god! I <laughs> oh, bought this book last week, <laughs> and I was just like, and I asked him. I asked him. I was like, okay, if getting an F on this test, will I be able to get back to at least a B if I pass every other test? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll stay in it. Second test come around, F, and I'm like, <laughs> time for me to drop this class. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, yeah i dropped that i dropped math i'm like why am i taking math and i had like i had like three four electives 
each semester of my senior year. I was taking drawing, ceramics, and weightlifting, like both semesters, and then only had like two serious classes. And That's like, dope. Yeah, this is the schedule I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's the, yeah, I mean, that's awesome that you learned it, like, at a young, you know, relatively younger, I guess, in relation to college, it's kind of mm-hmm. late, because most of the time, people are like, this is what I'm going to do, these are all yeah. the classes, because I remember for sure, like, my senior year, I was like, I'm going to be going into engineering, um, so that's good that you noticed it early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I was really fooling myself. I'm like, it's better to jump out of a lie quicker than to try and stay in it and be like, no, I'll get good at it. Because I'm like, no, I will. I remember you have to fill out like college paperwork and I'm on there like, yeah, I'll go to Princeton. I'll go to Dartmouth. <laughs> Why are you like <laughs> I'm just like, man, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, I, you know, I'm glad that you realize it because obviously you didn't like it, but I would say that if you did want to do it, I believe that you could have mm-hmm. because just because anyone can, I, I honestly believe anyone can do any, anything. So yeah, as far as <laughs> if you ever did want to switch and go like, I, I would just, I just want you to think that you're smart and I don't want you to think that you're not smart. And obviously math and science doesn't necessarily mean you're yeah. smart. So like, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm just, just want to give you that little confidence boost <laughs> that you could have done it, but fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> no, trust me. I still think about it. I'm like, man, I'm going to be poor for a minute. Maybe I should have <laughs> went to med school. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should have kept my nose in the books because I'm like, God, this is going to suck. Or at least took a few classes, and I'm like, okay, I can marry somebody who's going to be a doctor. I can do that, too. So, but, oh, well, I'm here now. No, that's, that's dope. I mean, I kind of, like, I kind of wish I would have noticed earlier on that I, you know, like the creative side more than technical. And, I, you know, it's a little different situation mm-hmm. for me, but, um, but, but, yeah. I'm glad it ha- I'm glad it worked out the way it did for me and, and for you too. Um, so going like going to college, you, it seemed like you were. I guess now that I'm getting a little little more deeper view into the family life, um, might not be the case, but it seemed like you and your dad and your family were pretty tight knit. Like, mm-hmm. is that true? Um, I feel like there was no. There was really no other choice but to be tight-knit. Like, my dad doesn't have any friends. My mom doesn't really have any friends. So once you're off of work, once I'm home from school, we're all together. Now, we are not going to all be together in one room. We definitely didn't watch TV together. But, you know, we didn't really eat dinner together either. God, it sounds sad. But it really wasn't that bad. (laughs) <laughs> it's really not that bad on paper it seems bad but it really wasn't i'm just like that's how we work <laughs> yeah no definitely I, I mean as far as like like the way that we saw it i saw it y'all look you know super tight-knit so mm-hmm. how was it leaving uh the house to go to college um i don't know i feel like i have a hard time like processing those 
situations, like those typical situations where people are like, oh my God, it's so emotional. I'm, I'm homesick. I feel like I can't process those emotions. Like if I think about it now, when I left the college, I was just like, see you guys later. I'll be back. <laughs> like that kind of attitude. I'm just like, I don't know. I can't, even when, with graduation, I'm just like, you know, I graduated. Here we are. So I, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't like emotional for me at all, I don't think. I was just like, you know, we're st- I, I'm still in Indiana. We're we're two hours away. So it's not <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean Indy's Indy's a little farther than where I went. I went to obviously Purdue, but mm-hmm. you kinda of, like I remember it feeling like so far away until like eventually it was like, Oh dude, I, I, I I'm literally in the backyard. Like, so close. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but uh, so I mean, college for me was kind of like a culture shock. I, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, and I kind of mm-hmm. went in the same similar mindset, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna come visit you every once in a while, like, like, yeah. like, 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 chill. So, so as far as the new place you've you know, lived in gary for so long how was it adjusting to like living in a big city i mean quote unquote you know compared to yeah mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> and going to school yeah um i feel like i took a lot of my habits with me where i i immediately got a job um as soon as i got down there in like early august because i did like a two-week program before you actually start school mm-hmm. um so I was down there early August, and I had already just, and that was my very first job. I got a job, and from then on, I was working full-time. I'm, like, working crazy shifts. I'm, like, 5 p.m. to 2 a.m., then I'll do, like, an 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., and then I'll, do like, do it all over again, and it was crazy. I failed one class my first semester, and I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing full-time. <laughs> I, I just like, yeah, I just went into a work mode. I was just working all the time and then I'll go to school and I'll go home and sleep and then I'll do it all over again the next day. And I don't, that's kind of been my process the past four years is school, work, home, school, work, home, school, work, home. Um, and I, I'm trying to break that cycle. I feel like I really can get out of that now that I'm graduating because I really don't want to do that anymore. Like, it's just sad to me. I'm just like, just work in school. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So that's crazy that you were, you were working so much. So how did you figure, how did you figure out that balance over time? Or, or was it just Um, that after that first semester, you, you, you went straight? I feel like I got into that job and I was just so like, quiet and nice I would just go into that job and I was like oh we can't have our phones okay I'll leave it in my locker downstairs I won't have my phone at all and then argue with anybody then like talk to anybody like talk over anybody then just did my job and like did a good job at it and I just remember I just had the meanest manager ever I'm just like oh my gosh she's ridiculously mean to me for no reason she would yell at me all the time for nothing and it was just it was that moment that kind of made me switch 
especially after she had like transferred, I was just like, there was something in me that made me just switch and to be this person who's not just getting pushed over. And that next semester came around and I'm like, hey, I can't work this much. I failed a class. I'm like, I'm going to work two days a week, period. And that's how it's going to be. And I'm like, I know you're not going to fire me, so deal with it. And that's just how it's been ever since. And I I quit that job because it was so terrible. Food and beverage is the worst career you can get into. I'm like, oh my God, it sucks being a student. I had to get out of there. Yeah, I did that for two years. And then now I work at the museum, um, which is really chill. I just work in the gift shop and it's boring because I'm just there by myself. There's really not that many people around. And, but I like my coworkers, it's a calm setting, and I'm just like, I just gotta do this until I finally get out of here, and I'm like, I can, I can hold on to this, but yeah, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not in that zone anymore where people can just like tell me to do something and I'll do it. I'm gonna argue with you a little bit more, just be like, no, I'm not gonna do that. No, I don't want to do that, you know? Hell yeah, that's good because people get people get caught up in in uh, you know these corp- these you know jobs. I mean, we were kind of raised mm-hmm. to like work real hard and just be a good be a good uh, employee and you know do your job and go home. Uh, but yeah. it's you know we put these corporations on a pedestal and these companies on a pedestal, but what's most important is us. So they could you know they could fuck mm-hmm. off. Yeah, they <laughs> they literally don't care about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> and the the kind of jobs that I've worked, which is just at the museum and then at the hotel, I'm like, they are not the kind of jobs where they're going to fire me because I called out. I'm like, I can sit here and eat a pizza at my desk. They're not going to fire me. I'm like, yeah. who else is going to do this besides me? Yeah. So it's also that too, where it's just like, it takes a minute for you to get fired for them to like fire you. So I'm just like, why do I care so much? I'm like, they don't care about me. They'll find somebody else. And I'm not doing anything crazy. Like I'm not inviting people into my job and having them like eat for free type stuff. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, So you, you've navigated to like be having a work school balance what kind of classes do you take for for the major for that major is sculpt sculpture is the name name Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, sculpture and ceramics um i a lot of the classes that they require from you are studio uh but my biggest struggle like minus the studios was just the regular general education courses and like the history art history courses those were the ones that were giving me the most trouble because there's it's hard to switch your brain from being creative and making things to now I need to figure out the probability of a parabola of a circle. I'm like, I don't understand this. <laughs> so there was always this like separation. And that was one of my biggest grudges with being in school. I'm like, why do I have to take so many general education? Like, why do I have to take math right now? Why am I taking a social science right now? I'm like, I could be in the studio right now, you know? So 
don't know. That was that was always my thing with school. Nice and yeah, yeah. It's really hard. I I didn't realize how how much it how hard it was to switch from from creative to technical. Because honestly, I did. To be quite honest, I didn't do that great in, in college. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I, I graduated with a civil engineering degree, but like, if you had me do any of the important calculations, I would be, I would be pretty fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that I was always me, yeah, that would have been me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I was always like, um, I don't know. I went through like a rapping phase. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> do you remember, do? I do remember. I, I remember the music. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. So I was always like, I was always writing like raps and then having to do homework. And I didn't realize that those two sides of my brain were clashing. Um, anyway, so, it, and <clears throat> I definitely notice it now. Um, but as far as like, besides the, uh, the technical like gen ed classes, mm-hmm. now that you're, at a school for art, like the studio time that you're doing, was was that ever challenging? Like learning the techniques and and stuff for for sculpture. Um, for me, I would say no. I feel like it was almost this was what I was supposed to do. I think I'm I'm best at working with my hands using tools. Like I think it's just the simplest thing for me. I can easily understand using tools and materials the studios were never my biggest struggle I feel like even if I worked like a 12-hour shift I would still find a way to go up to the school and be in the studio and get my projects finished that was always the most important thing to me all four years was finishing my projects um, and always just being in the studio I just loved being in the studio to where my junior and senior year where we have our own studios and we have our own personal areas like I'm just always there like my teachers they knew me to be there from 8 a.m to 10 p.m four days a week and then do my job on the weekend and then still come up there afterwards they they just knew I was always at the school always creating things always making and probably like two assignments behind on my English homework so <laughs> wow that's really cool that's dedication mm-hmm. like I yeah. couldn't ima- I couldn't imagine spending that much time being creative at that age because that's like when your your brain is like the most free I guess at that age mm-hmm. yeah uh, I yeah I I don't know I just loved love what I do like love what I've been doing the past four years and while I kind of had my struggles with it, especially like terrible professors who don't motivate you with your artwork and you got to sit there and try to motivate yourself. Um, I still was like, oh, well, whatever. I'll be here all day trying to learn something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. So so um, your first day, like your first day in studio versus your last day in studio what were you making and how, like, how, how did that change? Mm, first day in the studio, I was making crap, okay? <laughs> I was making awful things that started to called art. That is what I was making. <laughs> I, it was bad because the way they set up the school is that you take foundation courses 
like your entire four years is already planned out for you. And you're taking these foundation classes and you're just working with like cardboard and painting. And I'm just like, okay, this is awful. Like <laughs> and all of my stuff from that first year of school, I'm like, man, this stuff sucks. Why? The only things I can remember that were good for my freshman year of school were my video art stuff. And probably just because it was just editing on the computer and not having to buy fucking 200 tweezers and screws, skewers and having to glue them together. I'm like, oh my God, this is like an eighth grade problem. <laughs> so then versus now where I'm actually like in my ceramics classes, in my sculpture classes where I'm using materials I want to use, I know how to use all the machinery. I know how to use everything. I'm like, okay, I'm actually making stuff I like to make. Like, I can do the kilns by myself. I can do the glazing by myself. I, everything I can do by myself. So I'm like, okay, everything I'm actually making, I like. If I look back on all the stuff I made then, I'm like, oh, God, who let me in here? <laughs> like, even, even the portfolio to get in the school, if I look at it now, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> Let me into this school. Oh my gosh. It, yeah, so it is definitely a huge difference from then to now. Nice. That's I mean that was that's what I expected, but that's you know, as far as like looking back, it's uh it's sometimes kind of tough, but it, does it does it kind of bring back a nostalgia? Like do you do you like remember like sitting there making that mm-hmm. you know bad piece of art um no i don't i don't forget that (laughs) (laughs) and i i think i'd like to keep it that way yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's cool no that's awesome um you know i i was always really intimidated with with like pottery i had done some in like middle school Mm -hmm. and high school um so as far as like sculpture and and clay and pottery goes like i know there's so many different there's like different ways to do it right there's you got the, yeah. the table that turns and you got the, the you roll the clay out like mm-hmm. what what's your favorite what do you do the most um i i would say i do i would do hand building the most and you know slab building coil building when i first started the wheel because i didn't i didn't have any wheel throwing classes in high school so my first experience was in college and I didn't really like it at first. I was just like, Ugh, I hate pottery. I'm like, why am I making this crap? And <laughs> just like then I would say hand building, but my senior and like towards the end of my junior year, I got back into throwing more and I was just like, okay, I actually like doing like pottery in these classes. Like, so with my ceramics, I kind of stuck to pottery and I'm just like, whatever. My teacher doesn't even care. We don't even, we don't even critique. He doesn't, he hardly talks to us. So I'm just like, I just do pottery in this class to get my A and all my sculptural stuff would just be in sculpture where I had teachers who would actually even care what I was doing. So yeah, I would, I would say hand building is preferred. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so hand building that's like, that's essentially like you're taking lumps, putting it together and, and, and forming it. Is that kind of like what? Yeah. 
It, it honestly depends. You can take like thin little pieces and turn it into a whole big thing. You can start with a big block and carve away at it and work reductively. Um, I would say I tended to work like that was starting with a basic shape of a chunk and then carving away at it to get what I wanted from it and then hollowing the inside towards the end. But if I was making like a vase out of hand building instead of throwing it, then I'm using like slabs and already having the walls be really thin and having making the foot and just then putting everything together. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like, cause it's, it's a lot of different ways and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to work with like clay, clay. That's really, that's mostly what you work with, right? Clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did you learn any other like sculpture? Cause now when I think sculpture, like historically you take like, sometimes you think like wood, sometimes you think like granite and you like chiseling at it. Did yeah. you mess with any of that? <laughs> I wish we had stone carving glasses. That would have been cool. That would have been great. But no, I didn't get to experience that. Um, sculpture was mostly your mold making. So working with like wax and resin and then woodworking, doing the metal shop thing, uh, lots of different types of fabrication. And then once a semester, we'll have a foundry where we're pouring metal into molds. So I... I've been able to be involved with two of them where we're pouring bronze, um, which wow. is really fun. And so I would say I kind of, I'm kind of somewhere in between liking clay and metal the most. Um, I really like being in the metal shop. I kind of like welding and doing all those things. But it, it's, when it came to school, it was just a time thing a lot of times where taking all these gen eds and especially because of the pandemic now my entire schedule is really short so i have to probably make most of my things out of clay because that's the quickest thing to do is make it out of clay let it dry put it in the kiln and what i want is already there you know that's cool that's cool um do you have any do you have any of your clay sculptures in in that room with you in this room no i don't everything is in a box we have to move out oh yeah so, <laughs> everything is boxed up and almost on its way out <laughs> that's that's cool so that's all going are you moving back up with uh david and sonia mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i'll be going back up there in july probably it depends on how this fabrications job works out if i'll go back home um so yeah, the plan so far is just sending everything back home. Nice. Um, so I wanted to talk about that fabrication job in a sec, but I guess real quick delving more into the whole COVID of it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going into your you're graduating your your you're finishing your junior year, and mm-hmm. that's when it's COVID's hitting. How was how was that whole situation in Indy? It it was interesting because we had a student, um, Joy, who was from China, who was kind of hearing about these things um, just like a little bit later than like kind of hearing it from her mom and everything back home. 
and you're hearing how hard it's being on them in December, and then we're so over here doing things, no masks on, no safety things, and then you hear it's had, now New York is starting to shut down, and it's like, oh gosh, like, how soon will it come here now? And then in March, it's like everything is shutting down. They're like, now we got to end school. Now everything needs to go online. And we have to cancel shows, cancel everything. And my job closed. And I had to go back home until like July, I think, um, until my job opened back up. And it, it was very interesting. Um, it definitely paused my artistic life. Um, I wasn't really, I didn't really work on anything at all during that time, um, except for towards the end of our semester when we were doing the Zoom, I kind of discovered more of my photography side, um, taking photos with my family and just taking photos in general. So now I'm like, sculpture, ceramics, and photography. So I'm, like, going all over the place now, which I enjoy. So one, that's probably one positive thing that really happened was me getting more into taking photos and being creative with 2D work. Um, since I never really liked 2D work, I was just like, this is great. I kind of like photography now. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like, uh, this, what is it, necessity is the mother of innovation you ever hear that no (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) but essentially like as a create with a creative mind you kind of like sounds like you had to be creative and you figured out something else Mm -hmm. that you were able to to express yourself with yeah um no that's really cool so 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 you couldn't do any ceramics while you're at home so you're going to school from home like what what did what did classes look like from from home at that time um i was only taking ceramic sculpture and a literature class um and i remember struggling really bad with my literature like i all of a sudden going online i was just like i can't even process what we're doing right now like I just got so behind towards the end but luckily she was very nice and like like giving me extensions and stuff like that and then ceramics our teacher didn't our teacher didn't talk to us at all it was like okay that's the end of the semester so it's just like ceramics was whatever like ceramics was just whatever we already know all of us like 13 of us who have graduated who are graduating in ceramics this semester we we know how our teacher is we're like we know him so it's like whatever we know you're lazy we got it (laughs) and then with sculpture the three teachers that we have really our main like our head sculpture teacher he really did try to keep in contact with all of us and keeping us creative keeping us talking with each other and keeping us working um which is really nice i think he was probably the main motivator for me to not just be like sitting at home and watching TV Um, because it was very easy for me to slip into that because both of my parents were, what do you call it? Essential workers. Both of them had to go to work. So I was always, so I'm the one who's like always at home having nothing to do. Whereas they were always 
on. So I having him, having my teacher just always there reminding me like to keep working, keep going for um what I'm doing and doing all these things was I was really grateful for and just also grateful for my parents because they were involved with my photos, like they were helping me create my pieces and they were in them with me and it was I'm really thankful for that too that I had parents who were like okay sure we'll post for your pictures instead of being like no I refuse so yeah <laughs> that's that's dope no and you I guess it helps that your parents are pretty attractive like <laughs> like, not, like just being completely <laughs> objective like they're pretty yeah. good looking people like, yeah. so that's nice <laughs> I know if my parents are ugly I'd be like okay I'm screwed I have nothing to take a picture <laughs> no I don't think I'd do that but <laughs> no that's funny. that's good oh gosh that's funny so when did when did you eventually when did they let you come back to Indy or like I guess the school opened back up when did that happen um or is it not open yet like the school school? yeah so the school um when did it open for that first semester starting back in August I think you couldn't be on campus until September and then it also ended early and ended like just before December was starting. And then you had this extended winter break and you didn't get back to school for that last semester until February. And then wow. you're like in school all the time. And then it was just um, everything, everything in our building was moved around. So everything is like six to 10 feet apart. You're wearing a mask all day. Like, you're rubbing everything down after you use it. You're signing in and signing out of rooms. And then our school, especially being, like, premier medical, like, all the IU schools, like, being the medic kind of schools, like, we, they were doing testing every week. Like, they had the facilities and the capabilities to be even innovating that kind of stuff. So we were there testing their students every day. And then as soon as the vaccine came out, they're offering the vaccine. They do Pfizer at my school. So you're like doing that too. So yeah, they were, I feel like my school was pretty on top of it. Um, They emailed their students every week. Like how many people at the school have COVID versus last week? What are our numbers looking like? And they were always fairly low. And I think the funniest thing was just how empty campus was and just how many people didn't need to be at the school and (laughs) like how much you could just do online. It was almost like mostly art school kids who are who now have to be at the school versus everybody else, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything, everything else is just like most of the other things are just book learning, like just read Mm -hmm. a book and like show up to lecture at zoom and yeah. turn in your thing digitally like exactly <laughs> yeah and i i remember i was taking summer classes um so those were all online and i'm just like man i'm so thankful i did not take any other major besides art this is sad i'm like i cannot sit on a computer all day i would lose my mind i'm just like 
this is awful. And then you have the teachers who are not like Zoom capable. Oof. And I, most of my teachers, if I was taking a gen ed course, it wasn't even online meetings. They'll just, everything was on Canvas, like the student, you know, portal to turn in your assignments. They'll just tell you everything to do on there. You actually never saw your teacher, never heard them talk, never anything. Um, and those are also the worst. I'm just like, whatever. I guess I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, <clears throat> that's awesome that, like, an empty camp is kind of cool. Like, it's a, you know, as far as it, like, as far as me being an introvert, it'd be kind of cool to have, like, hello like hello space uh but yeah so so i guess what's um so you were talking about a fabrication job what, what's mm-hmm. that so fabrications is basically just um you're just making things like fabrication just means you're making things to for other people for something um and at the museum, like, they have a fabrications department. They're the ones making frames. They're making the displays. They're making wall hangings. They're making all these things. That's All of that is fabricating, basically. It's just a fancy word for making shit. And that's kind of what I want to do. For a long time, I thought I would really enjoy teaching college. And I was just going to go to grad school right away. But looking into this fabrication job, I'm just like, man, this sounds great. I don't have to talk to people except for, like, my two other co-workers and I'm just making shit. I'm like, this sounds great. I'm like, this is the kind of job for me. So, I, I'm i excited to see if that actually turns into something or if it doesn't, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. When do you find out when you, if you, whether you get it or not? Um, I won't find out until July. I start working with them in two weeks, um, just doing an internship and just helping them with things. But I won't find out until July if they'll actually keep me in that department and I'll just stay there. So mm. nice. Well, it sounds like you're a pretty promising candidate with how much you know how much time you've put into to to making shit, as you say. I. I hope so. (laughs) I hope I sound promising. Um, It's definitely difficult. Like, sometimes I feel like you don't see sexism a lot. Like, sometimes I'm like, it's not that bad. But then I think back at things that I've dealt with in my life and think back about other jobs, and I'm just like, man, sexism is not in my favor. I'm just like, (laughs) they'll take... Literally any job, they'll just take a guy over you anytime. So I'm just like, man, if a guy came in here and just swooped in over me, they would instantly have it, even if you have the same amount of experience. They'll just have it. Because the department now, it's all it's all white men. And I'm just like, a short little five-foot black girl coming in there. And they're, yeah, sure, we'll see. So, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bitch. I mean, like I I have no, you know, inkling of knowledge as to how it is to, to be a woman, but as far as like being, you know, at least a little bit woke, you could see it, you know, as Mm -hmm. I I could, I see it, I've seen it, you know, and I've worked, I've worked at, you know, all the companies that I've worked for where, where, 
mostly white men you know yeah and so <clears throat> either either seeing those uh you know like little microaggressions or seeing how they pick candidates you know definitely and when it was a when it was a girl that there's an not always but there has been conversations of how like attractive she is because i was in sales like if they're you know Mm -hmm. so that's sexism isn't in and of itself right so yeah it's it's a bitch yeah it is like i don't know i i think it's kind of funny when i think about that kind of stuff i'm just like i have to deal with it you know i have no choice (laughs) yeah it's gross but and so i guess have you kept your mind open about other things like have you been have you, like other parts of the country like indiana is yeah like living in houston and and seeing other parts of the country i realize like indiana's pretty fucking white like do you, yeah. do you ever think of somewhere else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i think about somewhere else all the time i'm just i'm just like hoping life takes me where it, it wants to take me i'm really not trying to plan too much into the future i'm trying to keep it real simple and i'm like if i gotta stay in indiana for a minute that's okay eventually eventually i'll get somewhere you know and i do want to travel even outside of the country i've always thought about like moving outside of the country you know but sometimes i'm like man america sucks but then i'm like man i like living here (laughs) (laughs) It's that struggle too where I'm just like everywhere else seems so nice when you're just watching it on TV or reading articles about it and then like actually living there I feel like will be so different and so crazy. Moving state to state is one thing but moving to a whole different country especially if it's a different language I'm like oh gosh it would be culture shock like crazy. So yeah but I'm keeping it open. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't, I kind of had, I obviously had an open mind to, to moving and I, you know, living here in Guatemala is definitely, you may, you realize like how good you have it in America. Mm-hmm. Like I live in the, like the nicest apartment, like conflict apartment complex in the nice, like very pr- nice part of town. And there's still like little things that I'm like, Oh, if I was in America, this would be loud. You know, this you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, you get spoiled. You don't realize how spoiled. Exactly. We are. Yeah. <laughs> really though. Just the littlest things. Even I know people who are from different countries and like the bathroom you have to bring a bucket in and pour the water into the toilet. I'm like, oh my God. In America, there's a room already. Oh my god, I just gotta go in. You know, it's it's crazy to think about how much stuff is just so different yeah yeah that's that's kind of that's where i don't know if we ever told you but growing up my other grandparents lived in very poor conditions like their house were made out of you know they Mm -hmm. made their house out of bricks and then the top was like corrugated metal and like we had to take the Mm -hmm. bucket and go and flush the toilet like that um yeah and, but you know that that's like the worst conditions I've seen. Like our place is pretty modern, so like yeah, my issues is like my Wi-Fi is fucking slow. You know, so it's... <laughs> God, this Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, definitely blessed out here. But because, yeah. Anyway, um, so as far as like, besides, you know, getting a job, which is good. I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, should I get any job? Like, that's, that's dope that you have something lined, like at least something possibly lined up. Yeah. Um, but I guess on an individual basis, like what kind of stuff are you like wanting to make or do, do you want to make your own art, like create your own uh, exp- expressions and stuff like that? Um, I, I do. I still want to kind of be a studio artist and still kind of be in a gallery state of mind where I'm creating to have my work be shown. Like, I, I've known a lot of people who say, like, oh, I don't care if nobody sees my stuff. Art isn't for others. It's for me. And I'm just like, well, that's not that's not why I paid $20,000 to go to education <laughs> for four years, okay? I pay for it to, for people to see my things and do things that people can enjoy. So I, I still think about that stuff, but I also just think about, think about a lot of things. Like, there's so much I want to do and so much I want to try, even if it's not necessarily related to art. Like, I, I want to learn how to, like, fight. I want to learn how to fly a plane I want to learn about three other languages I'm like I want to learn so much and I I have time you know the average lifespan is like 80 years and if nothing happens I got time you know so I'm like there's so much I want to do and so much I can I can let go of if it's just not in the cards for me to do at the moment like I can let it go like it's it's 100% fine with me. If it's not for me right now, then that's okay. Then this thing will be for me right now at the moment, you know? Hell yeah. That's, that's lit. That's like the best mindset you can have at that age. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they graduate and they're like, they freak, freak out. and like, what am I going to do? Like, I got to start a 401k and bullshit like that. Yeah. Like, and they, <laughs> they freak the fuck out. And like, it's not bad to have those things. Obviously like learn, like you could, learn as you go but you're so, you're right you're so young you have so much time to figure figure the shit out and um and and yeah learn as much as you can i mean that's that sounds really cool like you're talking about fighting like that's a martial art you forget like don't don't yeah. forget you know that's art too so that's dope mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i i feel like everything is kind of involved with each other um I don't know where I got this state of mind from. It could just be, you know, I'm in art school surrounded by hippies. But, like, just, like, thinking of things is not linear. Everything's kind of circular. Everything's kind of involved with each other. And, you know, it might seem very separated, but it could influence other parts of my life and other aspects in a way I didn't even think about. So, I'm like... Even if I can't think of a good reason, a great reason as to why I shouldn't stick with just doing my artwork and going down this straight path, if I do this thing that is outside of what I should be doing, it could work tremendously for me and do so many things for my ultimate goals. And you never know. So I'm just like, you know, I'll try it. I'll do it. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and also too, well, 
Yeah, I, I have a similar mentality and, and even more so now. Like, think about it. I'm 20. I changed, decided to change careers at 29 years old. So mm-hmm. I got seven years on you right now. And I still, you know, I'm still trying new shit. Um, but like everything I've learned in the past, what I'm realizing yeah. now is like, I'm not just like a creative, you know, I'm not just an artist because I, I was trying to push away that technical side. Like I still, I still knew, even though I got, you know, some C's and some D's, I still got some B's and, and A's in, in those classes that I learned. Like the technical side is still there. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I spent five years as a salesman. So now like then all of that, is is part of me now so it's 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 all together like there's no one there's no one uh one path like for that fits for everyone there's no mold you know it's funny that you were talking about molds earlier like we're we're all we all got our own little mold you know specifically (laughs) to us right wow so deep (laughs) (laughs) man God, you hit it. You hit it right on the mark. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I definitely feel like one of those hippies. Did you did you do drugs in college? No, not really. I feel no. like, I, I don't know what it was, but I feel like I've never been attracted to drugs and alcohol a lot. While I definitely started in high school doing weed or doing uh, just drinking alcohol, I'm like, Besides that, I'm just like, it's okay. I am like, <laughs> like now I'm just like, oh, I hate drinking. I'm like, this shit is disgusting. Why do you yeah. do this? And then weed, it's like my breath stinks. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, whatever, you know. I'm whatever on all that stuff. Yeah, I feel like I had like I had an experience with like this like I don't know, it's like DMT or something like that. Mm, yeah mm-hmm. and like i tripped out and anyway my brain i feel like my brain kind of opened up at that point but otherwise i don't it's kind of like art and being creative is kind of like a drug like you kind of mm-hmm. like get high on that shit so i don't really do that much of anything anymore but <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason i asked <laughs> i'm high on the life i don't need drugs <laughs> but uh (laughs) um so like where do you think about the the state of art in the world right now with like how much technology and Mm -hmm. like different kind of things are out there now do you ever think about that um in terms of how technology affects it i think it's I think it's a great thing. I think technology is cool. Like I have no problem with it at all. I a lot of times I hear about the main struggle between art and technology are people who are in illustrations and saying like, "Oh, everything is CGI. Everything is like just using the computer." And I'm just like, "This shit looks great." I'm like, "It doesn't bother me at all." <laughs> and I'm like. In terms of with sculptures and ceramics, anything that'll help me not have to pick up a 20-pound bag, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
anything to pick up all this heavy shit. I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah. anything that's going to stop me from getting cancer from all these fumes. Uh, oh, yeah. Blinding me from these sunray, x-ray lights that are coming off the torches. Like, anything that's going to stop me from dying at 40 from cataracts, you know, from silicosis and lung disease. I'm like, I'm okay with it. Let's keep advancing. <laughs> you know, let's keep going with it. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I like it, but in terms of, like, the art world in general, how it is now, I'm, it's getting to a point where I'm just, like, everything is so Eurocentric and just, like, white art, and it's, sometimes I feel like it's opening up more, but I try not to stay in the museum scene to where I really know what's going on in there, and that's what kind of motivates me a little to stay in the museum network, in the museum field, so I can be a person who, in a small way, doesn't have to be a big, crazy way where people are writing books about me, you know? I'm not trying to be Gandhi, you know? But just, like, in a small way, affecting, like, how we think about things and how involved people of color and have large voices are, instead of having everything that's just Eurocentric and white man art like that's literally almost all of it it's just white man art you know right yeah def definitely that's that that definitely i definitely feel the same as far as like if you scroll back all the way to when i started like my instagram i when i realized i was gonna all right put more time drawing and actually learn how to do this i was like i'm all the art accounts all the art i see online is drawings of some white actor some mm -hmm. white model some so some european shakespeare looking dude and yeah. i'm like where like all the brown people so i've tried most mostly to draw almost all brown and black people yeah mm -hmm. and i think little things like that like like little things like just one guy deciding to do it because another guy's going to start do it and you're you've obviously taken and taken um you know take an initiative to to start doing that mm -hmm. um is definitely all those little things count yeah yeah i a lot of my feed a lot of my inspiration is usually not coming from white people and it's definitely definitely not coming from white people and mostly not coming from men i'm like most of what you're going to see on my page most of my inspiration is coming from women of color and I'm just like, that's the way I want it. And that's the way it's going to stay. Like, but you can't base that off of, like, my Instagram discover page. My Instagram discover page is K-pop only. And I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. This is fine. I can do this. <laughs> you like, you like K-pop? Yeah. I, I would say ever since the, like, quarantine pandemic, I got into it a lot more. Like, I used to listen to it very sporadically. Um. Cause I I don't I don't care about music too much where I'm like this a genre heavy, so I'm just like I can listen to music in different languages. This is not a problem. Whatever I like pop music, so I'm like I can listen to K-pop. And then over like quarantine and just like being at home a lot, I started listening to it a lot more. To where I even I know a lot of groups. I know a lot of their fan names. I've read their Reddit pages. I'm just like. Okay, I'm into this. So like, my my discover page is literally just like 
K-pop stuff, K-pop groups, people dancing to K-pop songs. Like that is literally it. And I'm just like, this is cool. Once in once every every once in a while, it's somebody throwing a bowl on the wheel, and I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. <laughs> no, that's that's really cool. Do you have any other like 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 I know it's not Korean, but like, do you get into like anime or manga or like comic stuff? Yeah, um, I've I've always watched. I guess I get it from my dad because my dad likes cartoons, but he's not an anime person. And I've always liked cartoons and anime. I've always watched both ever since I was a kid. So, yeah, I, I'm all into that. That's most of my TV, and I binge watch a lot now. I'm just like I've never watched this much TV in my life until like this past year. There's there's so much stuff out there though. So much. And I'm just like I never care until now. I'm just like I will forget about this in a few years. You know? Sometimes I'm like, I think I think I have like undiagnosed ADHD because I cannot literally cannot concentrate on all this stuff. I'm just like I need to be doing something with my hands. I cannot just be sitting and watching TV. I'm just like I'm all over the place, and recently I've gotten so into it. I'm just like, man, this is crazy. So much TV out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some cool. There's some really cool stuff out there, and like, I guess back to the the to the like tech and the future futurist stuff. Like, mm-hmm. in the you know we're not too far off from putting on you know those Oculus things and like yeah. being like in the movie and like watching a movie like for first person. Yeah. That would so, be cool. Yeah. I tried. My friend the other day was talking about, man, wouldn't it be great if they just put a microchip in your arm and you could do everything with just your arm? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, you got your social security card on there. You got your bank cards on there. You get, you can unlock your car. You can turn your house lights on. And I'm like, no. How? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, I'm like hopefully, hopefully I'll be gone if they start to do that stuff. I'm yeah, like, I won't be alive anymore. <laughs> that's a that's a slippery slope, man. I, I agree. That's mm-hmm. you know you got all that kind of stuff, and then they then they decide that these type of people are now no longer have a social security. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. now you're you're. It's like the story of like undocumented and stuff like that. So yeah, but. <clears throat> yeah but i mean and there's like have you ever seen those Neuralink videos Neuralink, i don't think so yeah it's like so elon musk he's creating this Neuralink company where it's essentially what you're talking about there's a chip in your brain and you like mm, interact yeah. with technology with it and they had this you know, they did it to a monkey and he uh-huh. was pl- he was playing video games on a screen with his with his Neuralink. Yeah, with his oh brain. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. If Elon Musk is in charge of it, I'm good. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay away from it. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Yeah, that guy's, that guy's sketch. Yeah, really, really sketch. I'm like, no. And and just the fact of, like, I, I'm not even good at video games, so I definitely don't need it. I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't. I would still suck at games, even if I'm doing it in my head. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> 
So I, I'm okay. I don't need I don't need a chip in my head. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, being able to like being able to interact with something with your hands is cool. And they got mm-hmm. they got you ever seen those little guns that they have with the, they put the Oculus on oh, and then you yeah. like painting it in 3D and shit? Mhm. Yeah, I've seen that before. And I'm just I'm thankful that they are looking more towards the 2D art world. And I'm like, yeah, stay over there. I'm like, the 3D <laughs> art world doesn't need you. Just stay over there with that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, good for them. I, I don't paint at all. And I, I don't plan on any of it. So I'm like, yeah, you can keep that shit over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. No, that's what's up. Um, so do you ever want to mess around with like uh like programs like Blender or anything like that? Because that's still like, like in front of the computer. It's not really mm-hmm. like being able to move around and stuff. I don't think so. Like the farthest I go is Procreate um, and like doing little illustrations on there. But even then, that is hardly. I I don't feel like I'm that good at 2D. I And I'm just like, I don't really like it that much doing 2D work. Um, I just feel like I suck at it. And but with painting, I'm like painting sucks. I'm like I hate painting, <laughs> and I'm just like most painters I know are terrible people. So I'm just like <laughs> I don't care for painting. And, Is that like a thing in like the art world? Like painters are assholes. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Painting is like. Pain is like here in the hierarchy. It, everything else is like under it. And then painters just have this attitude and this perspective on life that they're just the best. And it's just like, you're painting. I'm actually making it. You can walk around it. I'm like, right. what the hell? This is not that cool. Man. I'm like, yeah. I, but painting just has a huge hierarchy in, in the art world compared to everything else. Whereas, ceramics is kind of is like really low on the totem pole um ever since like i can't remember when it really started to happen where ceramics got really low on the totem pole but just it's been that way for quite some time though yeah that's interesting yeah that's crazy i didn't know that because i I started out in painting and i had no Mm -hmm. idea that there was a there was a you know a hierarchy like that yeah it it's i don't know i feel like there's the painters i hear about at our school and they're like all terrible and their teachers are all really mean and then there's the painters that i know which are all seem pretty cool but then they're also like man i hate painting so, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a funny little thing this little um i don't know this little environment that happens at art school which is pretty it's pretty interesting like most of the cis males you'll meet at art school are all pretentious and all have a little bit of narcissistic uh like characteristics and then like most of the women you meet are always usually pretty chill it's a whole thing like it's crazy to think about now yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess it. <clears throat> I mean, these ins- the same thing with like engineers at a school. Like, it, it, there was this weird thing about engineering, and engineers thought they were the shit, like compared to any other major. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was, there was like, 
chemical engineers and aerospace engineers thought they were better than civil and industrial and et cetera. And so, but at, at the same time, it's like, it is a white male institution and it's kind of built for white males. They never changed it since it was created for mm-hmm. white males. So yeah, so fuck all those institutions in general. Like I could, yeah. I could learn all this shit on YouTube. Like literally, <laughs> oh my god, I think about that all the time. Where I'm just like, why did I get this degree? I did all this at home. For <laughs> no, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely worth something. Um, especially for like sculpture. Like you're working with your hands. You got to be like, kind of have some have to have someone there. Yeah. Um, but I guess just looking back and thinking like. Would I ever get a master's in something? Nah, probably not. Yeah. I I don't know. I still think about it. I'm just like, well, might as well. Why not? Because I, I liked art school. I liked being in art school. If I ever wanted to fall back into teaching college, they would want me to anyways, unless I became a super famous, well-known artist, then to where they're like asking me to teach at their schools. Um, which who knows if that'll happen. I'm like, hmm, you know, I won't wait for that. So Yeah, and it's kinda like you said that the fact that you're you're um, you know, conscious about it, like getting your master like while getting your masters, you could bring I've heard of people bringing in um the more diverse focus. Like I I had heard of a, a Mexican dude who was doing a masters in art and he you know, all of the art history was around eurocentric stuff and he was like i'm gonna focus on aztec or like indigenous mm-hmm. art you know and so on so yeah that's, that's de- i mean definitely a great path for that kind of that career path that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah i'm i i'm pretty hopeful about it I'm like i'm not stressing myself out about things too much you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so what about, I won't go too much into it. It doesn't sound like you'd be like hype on this, but you, have you heard of NFTs? NFT? I have no idea what that is. NFTs? Yeah. And it's like, I can't, essentially it's, it stands for non-fungible tokens and it operates in, in like the whole cryptocurrency kind of like blockchain realm. Have you ever heard of all that? You lost me. <laughs> You lost me at crypto. I I don't understand any of that. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it's you know it's a whole thing right now, mm-hmm. and essentially what it is is like this NFT, this non fungible token, this piece of code acts as like a, a, a certificate of authenticity, kind of, mm-hmm. and like people are going ham and buying these digital certificates of of either digital art or sometimes real art. Like sometimes it coincides with this piece of real art, uh, yeah. you know, physical art. And um, it's like a bubble right now. They, people went hand people are like there's people selling shit for millions of dollars. Just it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Tula bubble right now, but it's going to mm. go down. It's going to go down. I think the technology is, is going to last long. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have no idea in that stuff. I hate, I hate dealing with online things. I hate the internet. Yeah, like, it's such a disgusting place. <laughs> I try to stay off of it as much as possible. So I feel like in that way, I'm 
I'm like old. It shows my age. Like it yeah. makes me feel like I'm like forty or fifty because I'm like I I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. It's it's a it's a it can be a dark dark place, you know, mm-hmm. the internet and there's some and it's kind of take taking over a little bit more and more. <laughs> so, yeah, and I and I know they're really trying to work hard on like updating internet laws and regulations and things like that and i'm just like good thank goodness i'm like make the internet go away how about we do that like, <laughs> that would that would be a better option for me let's just end it end it all <laughs> that's funny yeah who knows the shit yeah who knows how far we are from the whole shit ending right <laughs> but I, I kind of like living in that area of the world, just the chaos. Like, everything's going to just disappear, shut down in, like, five years. I kind of like living in that chaos. I think yeah. it's funny. <laughs> I just, like, I like the idea of it. I'm just like, man, what if it really did? I'm like, you know, I, I talk about it all the time. My my girlfriend, Christine, she hates it when I, when I say shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'll be like... I'll say shit like, God damn, I hope human beings go extinct soon. Like, we're fucking, Literally. We're the fucking worst. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I was riding in the car with my friend the other day, and we're just driving, and there's so much traffic. I'm like, my God, where is Thanos when you need him? <laughs> why, why is there so many of us? I'm just like, we are so terrible. Like we are a terrible animal on this planet. Like we have done almost nothing that makes this planet better. I'm just like we could go, and all the other animals will be like, "Thank God." Thank God. Like, yeah. I'm just like God. We're literally a parasite on the planet. Like literally, it's not good. like we are a sickness to it. Anyway, I mean, I love people. Like people. Are dope. I don't want to like. <laughs> I hate you guys, bro. I love you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, I get that because I feel I feel that way all the time. I'm just like, man, this would be great if a fucking hurling ball came from <laughs> came from the sky and just blew this bitch up. <laughs> yes. I'm be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> thank god <laughs> oh gosh that's so funny yeah that's so funny yeah one can well, dream. i know right <laughs> well uh yeah i won't take too much more of your time it's been it's been great just hanging out and catching up with you it's been so long since we since we talked i know we it's been even longer since we've seen each other in person yeah <laughs> It's been forever, yeah. Yeah, it's been nice, yeah, it's been good chilling with you. Anything like anything you want to like promote or 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 talk about before we hop off? Um, no, I I suck at everything. I'm like I don't do anything. <laughs> I'm just going home. I have nothing to promote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dope. Well, I mean, if you ever, if you ever do, like, if you're ever doing like a gallery show or you know whatever, I, I don't, I'm not like, like I said, I started this two weeks ago, so I'm not gonna have no audience or nothing like, yet. <laughs> <laughs> Promote 
them up to your two viewers. Me right. And <laughs> but okay. one day I might. And if that's the case, and if you want to promote some or just hang out and catch up, I'm, just, I'm like, for me, this is like uh, an exercise in creativity. I'm making, you know, a little story from someone that I like. And mm-hmm. so if we can do it again, that'd be dope. Yeah. That sounds awesome. This is great. I was like, I was worried it was going to be super awkward. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I really hope, I really try not to be awkward, even though I'm kind of an awkward dude sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, this is great. <laughs> cool. Well, Thanks again.